Good morning. Welcome into the Zenster Podcast. Today is shaping up to be another beautiful day. It is the 18th of January, which, 18th day of the year. Um, Pura Vida, Wabi Sabi. Today we give thanks. We are grateful for all of the things. I am grateful for every moment that teaches me and enriches my life experience. And gratitude is the foundation of my positive attitude towards life. And sit with that today, use it, repeat it, affirm, and be grateful. That is the foundation of starting off every day because there's so much to be grateful for. Well, yesterday I got to uh, have a good experience, met with, up with an old friend who I haven't seen in a long time, um, who has uh, moved on, you know, out of the region and, um, it was good to connect with him and, uh, you know, have a friendly conversation and catch up on things. Oftentimes they go too quick, right? You see somebody for a couple hours and it's just like, boom, time went by. It's like, wow. But uh, was grateful for that, to be able to connect with him and and uh, reconnect with another friend who's local, but uh, I don't see as much. And so it was great to connect with everyone. And uh, we need that from time to time. Connection, just to remind ourselves of uh, our connection to each other. So today we are going to talk a little bit. We're going to read from a um, little bit about money and the role money has in life. And um, how we can view money and how we can use money. uh, All these things. So day 18, money. The Chinese have a saying that can be roughly translated as the honorable person loves wealth but uses the Tao in acquiring it. It depicts the cultural attitude where money is not seen as a negative thing that conflicts with spirituality. It is only the method of acquisition that can be positive or negative. This is a healthy and accurate view of both honor and prosperity. One does not preclude the other. We do not trick people in order to flatten fatten our wallets at their expense. It is entirely possible for us to do everything in congruence with the Tao and benefit everyone, including ourselves, like a river flowing across the land and nurturing all living things in its path. The Tao of money is a win-win scenario for all of us. So today, consider your attitude towards money. Do you feel a twinge of guilt in acquiring it? Do you associate wealth with greed? Is it possible that some deep-seated negative feeling have kept you from tapping into the unlimited affluence of the Tao? Remind yourself that the acquisition of worldly resources can be a way to increase your ability to work on goals that are meaningful for you. The more resources you acquire, the more you can support charities, improve your community, and assist those in need. This approach to mastering the use of money is absolutely in tune with the Tao. And, um... Surprise, we're going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin too. But first, I also wanted to read from Matthew 6.24 on the New Testament. It says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And what does that mean? You can't serve God and money. Well, I think that there's a deep reflection of money and the relationship we have with it. And um, money is a tool. This is something my dad used to always tell me. You know, he said, it's just a means of 
you know, getting from point A to point B. And it is a tool. And, you know, this passage uh, emphasizes the impossibility of serving both God and money, um, suggesting a fundamental incompatibility between devotion to material wealth and devotion to spiritual matters. And I think that's where you have the, disc the you know, the, the break up, um, the breakdown of this because uh, devotion to material wealth, you know, uh, the collection of things where, you know, St. Francis is teaching us, and I'm still reading that book or listening to that book, and it's really good, um, teaches us, and, and Jesus taught us too, you know, that letting go is the key to, you know, having a deeper connection to God and a deeper connection to the universe. Um, and Jesus personifies money as a potential master. Um, this indicates us that money has the power to control or influence human actions and priorities. And this is true. People are often driven by incentives. But incentives don't always have to be monetary. Um, and you, I don't know that um, having a specific choice of allegiance you know, in a dualistic nature, you can either have God or money. Um, I like the concept that uh, money is a means, uh, if if acquired in the right way, if you acquire it in a way that is productive and valuable, you know, for all parties. You know, some people are willing to pay for certain services and certain things, and that in itself is a you know um, a, a bit of. Uh, grateful connection and it and helps us like for example going out to eat with friends you know we had somebody a waitress who came over and served us and you know you you, you typically tip the waitress um you have an interaction with them and you know you can make somebody's day even you know without the money side of it you can make uh, offer them you know a high tip or something like that but you can also do it with the power of your words and you know just uh connection just in that moment but I think <clears throat> the, the, the verse um, from Matthew really is indicating that we can't have an equal commitment to, you know, both God and wealth. Um, you know, prioritizing our spiritual values over material ones is really the pathway and the virtue that we want to uh, strive for. And that's important. You know, because money, again, is a tool, and it can be used to help people. It can be used to build communities, build buildings, build connection. Um, and, you know, this is a verse from a larger sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus teaches us about uh, righteousness, uh, spiritual attitudes, and the nature of discipleship. And his teachings about money fit into the broader narrative of the, you know, the values of the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven, in my perspective, is really, you know, the the Tao, the the the, the universe, the you know, finding the way is you know the heaven within us, and it's really aligning our spiritual selves towards you know that that specific direction where we are trying to, you know. I don't want to say emulate, but um, trying to live the values that Jesus had taught us. And the thing we have to be careful of with money is that it is, um, we can't let it be a distraction from uh, our spiritual growth. And it can't be a, um, a means of, you know, 
using it for competitive reasons, you know, where you're trying to compete and trying to um, be aggressive, uh, you know, aggressively, like a lot of things that happen in the stock market, you know, where they are competing and gambling aggressively. Um, but there's practical implications for this, um, it, where, you know, we should just have a responsible stewardship of our financial resources and really focus on our spiritual selves and understand money is a tool and it's okay to have it, to earn it, to use it, um, but let's not let it get in the way of our spiritual aspects of our lives. And this is where I dive into the, the Bitcoin side of things because this is something I discovered, um, you know, money as a tool and this is kind of a new uh, tool that is uh, available to us and very similar to you know in the times of you know Jesus you, you know money was often associated with status and you know how people um, you know uh, it, it existed and, and fit into society and the norms of society and you know his teachings about money challenged the existing social values and norms and i think we see a lot of the same things that are coming through within the culture and the community of, of bitcoin because you know it's kind of been this you know hodl buy and hodl it's this hard money and it's this uh this way that you can actually save and and when you get into bitcoin long enough um and go through a couple of these cycles you learn the value of savings you see the volatility of it you know it goes down it goes up um, but it teaches you uh, more appreciation for time preference and for savings and for how we can um, look out for the long-term well-being. So I've acquired Bitcoin not to, um, you know, get Mercedes, but uh, you know, or whatever material type of things. And but I, I see it as a tool that can be used. And you know, perhaps someday I have an uh, ambition to build a school. And, you know, I have no idea how that's going to happen. I have no um, <clears throat> plans for tomorrow to, to start. Uh, perhaps I should. But uh, I know somewhere deep down inside that this is a, a calling of mine and something that is, you know, and it's been sort of uh, built into my, um, my brain for, for quite a while now. Like, uh, I know I'm going to do this. This is part of the reason, you know, serving on the school board, too, is to learn processes and the flow of things and how um, the current system works. And, uh, you know, being able to understand the interactions, the engagements, the risks, and, and things like that. And, and, you know, how do we build something new? And, and you know, if, uh, if the school is to run out of money or to, you know, fail in a way, how do we build something new? And build an educational system that is beneficial to you know to, to kids to you know grow up and learning you know these ways and and learning it in a way that is you know uh, from a principled approach, not um, the legacy way that a lot of uh, teaching happens. And I'm not uh, knocking on it; it's just sort of the way that the system has evolved into it, where the the way that it works. And the way that it has worked and the way that it's worked since, you know, it was the modern education system built in the 40s um, has grown to where uh, it is today.
And there's challenges with it. There's a lot of deep reliance on government and a lot of money and pretty much all the money comes from, you know, government taxes, you know, a lot of it's local, but a lot of it's state and a lot of it's federal. And, you know, there's basically the, the, the school system, the building, the teachers, the whole, the whole system, the whole process is built upon reliance on the government and the government can tell the school, well, in order to get money, we need you to do this. We need you to do that. And I think that's a, that's a challenge that, um, you know, where everything comes from the top down, we need to start looking at ways to build from the bottom up. And I think Bitcoin also is a systematic approach to money uh, is built on that foundation as well, where it's a bottom up type of approach. Um, everything's independently <clears throat> held. Everything's, uh, you know, pr very private, um, although it's very transparent. It's, it's you know, privacy focused and it uses these new technologies of encryption to to uh, disconnect from the banking system and you know build out a new model of how to transact how to uh, connect and how to you know share monetary value um, just beyond the number of a dollar you know there's exchange that we're seeing on nostra this is one of the things that really attracted me to this is that you can exchange a monetary value in small amounts or whatever it is for um, a value somebody's providing. You, know, you like somebody's content, somebody puts up a video, you can exchange a monetary unit for, you know, say, hey, that was really cool. So it, it sort of strips away just the likes and the, the comments, which are, are good, <clears throat> but oftentimes you know, the likes are, you know, serve the ego. Like um, on the, the Twitter approach to things, people are driven by how much, you know, how many likes can I get and how much, uh, you know, how many in how many people like me you know and, it, and it's really serving the ego <clears throat> whereas you start to parse that out and look at a monetary exchange it gives it a whole new paradigm in how it is um, exchanging ideas and I think that there's something very powerful in that and a lot of that's built on the system of Bitcoin and and how that works and I'm not <clears throat> going to dive into the complexities of it because it is a deep subject with a lot of of things to understand, um, not only how it works, but, um, you know, the, I guess the broader context of, you know, the historical, uh, way that, uh, we see money and how we use money and how we value money. So, uh, that is what I got for you today. I hope it was, uh, something of value to you. And, uh, I started this podcast through, Connections on Noster and learning and understanding, you know, connections with people. Something I wanted to practice and deepen my own spiritual stance. And we're learning every day. And I appreciate that opportunity and I'm grateful for it. So thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again next time.